Hi, my name is Jen. I'm a holistic nurse practitioner, and I'm here to tell you that your body can heal. I've healed eight different chronic and autoimmune conditions that had me bedridden sick with little hope for my future in my 20s. I've created this podcast to inspire you and give you the tools to heal your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your life. This podcast is for patients, practitioners, and people who want to listen from the place where spirit and science meet. As we heal our body, we have a body that moves well, thinks well, loves well, and that is a body we want to be in for this life to carry out our soul's work. I'm so glad you're here tuning in with us. Now let's get to this week's episode. GABA. So if our brain is not getting the glucose it needs, the signal doesn't fire between hemispheres. It doesn't fire back and forth. Our brain runs on sugar, but not your cookies, not your candies, not your cakes, not your little Debbies. Your brain runs on fruit, runs on dates, runs on honey, maple syrup, sweet potatoes. That's why kids oftentimes with ADHD, ADD, um, well, adults and then autism, they're like, my kid just wants fruit or they just want sugar because they have this drive from their body of, I need sugar for my brain to work. And then GABA, GABA helps us feel calm, helps us feel settled. And foods, a lot, oftentimes people with ADHD are really deficient. Their diet isn't what it should be. It's like lower carb, higher protein. Maybe it's more keto because some expert told them to do that and it's not working out for them. Shocker for the long term. But fruits, veggies, potatoes, cacao, beans, a lot of these foods help increase GABA production, which is going to help your brain feel more calm and more regulated. Number two, your brain needs less heavy metals and toxins in the body. So when there's inflammation in the brain, it's going to block hormone receptors. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Inspire Health by Jen podcast. This week, we have another topic form request from the podcast form in the show notes. You all can submit, Hey, I have a question. I have a topic. I wish I could do a session with Jen, but instead I really need a podcast over it right now. At this time, we have been taking those topics and just flooding the podcast with those exact episodes. And today I'm super excited to talk to you about ADHD from a holistic medicine point of view. I don't know about you, but maybe you yourself or you have a loved one and you see ADHD, the diagnosis or the symptoms really starting to impede their quality of life. And knowing what I know that you will know after this podcast, I get really frustrated to hear someone blame away or explain away something that they don't love about themselves or their life because of their ADHD. And sometimes I just have to admit, you know, I have it too. And I'm like, oh, that's a little bit of my ADHD kicking in. But behind my ADHD, that is completely not a burden to my life. I understand myself and I understand what is going on. And I'm going to explain the physical, the energetic, the chemical, the emotional, the spiritual, all the aspects that go into ADHD in this episode. And then if you are someone who you don't want to blame away your life circumstances or your tendencies or where you're at according to this diagnosis or these symptoms that you have. You can take this information and begin to heal. But the first thing I want to say is if you have ADHD, nothing is wrong with you. You actually, this is the 
the phrase I want you to remember, you actually are really gifted. Yeah, there might be some things we need to clean out. Heavy metals, we need to look at your hormones, your GABA production, get your gut in good order. But if you have ADHD, I want you to remember your attention is dialed in to a higher dimension. Yes, that's true. If you have ADHD, you actually have gifts. And underneath the surface, yeah, there can be some trapped trauma talking through the brain, wanting to get out. We might need to balance you nutritionally, chemically, do a detox, get metals out of the brain to prevent some kind of crazy firing and wiring signaling. But at the at the premise of your ADHD, you have an incredible ability to bring in energy and it's usually just not going in the right direction. So we could end the podcast right there, but let's keep going. And I'll get into all of this a little bit deeper, including I'm going to give you four key healing considerations for ADHD, but let's do a little background information first, because I have had loved ones in my life, friends, even myself, I've seen us struggle with some symptoms of ADHD and some people. And so if you're listening to this for a loved one, some people with ADHD will be at the point where they can recognize it and they can say, you know what? I see that maybe this is affecting my job or my relationships or just how I feel internally every day. And I'm ready to take that next step. But if someone is not in the place where they, you know, care so much about their Vyvanse or their Adderall dose or their adrenal fatigue or how their life is just feeling a little bit out of control, you never can reach in and pull them out of that that river. That has to be something that they want to do, especially someone with ADHD, because there's a mechanism of distraction and avoidance really, really heavy in their body. And it has to be something that they say, you know what, I think this is something I am ready to look at. And until then you can be loving, you can be supportive, and then you can also attune to your own energy and emotions. Cause it can be really, really hard, right? helping or wanting someone that you love to be in a different place that you've had this amazing holistic healing journey. And you're like, I want that for them too, but we are going to talk in just two more weeks on the podcast, how to help your reluctant loved ones. So bookmark this episode. If it's a loved one with ADHD and know that you have a little bit more coaching and help along the way. Okay. So we have ADHD and children, we can see it as easily distracted, daydreaming, forgetfulness, can't sit still, excessive talking, careless mistakes, risk-taking behavior, and patience. Let me tell you about little Miss Jenny, me, Jen, with ADHD when she was little. My teachers were, this is the rhetoric of all parent-teacher conferences. She's so sweet. We love having her in class, but she can't sit still and she can't stop talking to her neighbors. What should we do? It's not like she's a bad kid. I thankfully wasn't involved in a lot of like risk-taking or any harmful behaviors, but I just like, I remember it. I just, I didn't see what the problem was. I was so full of energy and I like just wanted to talk to my friends and it didn't even feel like I was doing like breaking a rule or doing something bad. And so my parents and my teachers came up with an extra activity folder of things that I really loved doing activities, um, whether it was on paper, whether it was around the classroom and instantly my ADHD started to get better. Why? Because as a child, I had a lot of energy. Now that I understand how to harness as my gifts for my intuition as a business owner, and now working with clients, like I know this great amount of energy that runs through my body and I understand it now. And now I know how to channel it. But when I was seven years old in second grade, I didn't know how to channel it. And so it just was going all over the place and crazy. And I didn't know these practices and neither did my parents until a little bit later. So what makes me really sad 
is thankfully I was never on medication, um, but the kiddos who, if it's something their parent does not feel like is best for them, but they didn't feel like they had a choice, they're never given other information. And these kids are on, you know, their ADHD medications that they usually end up being pretty dependent on for most of their life. Um, they're not hitting their growth and development milestones, mostly in the physical arena because of the stimulants that when you put someone with ADHD on a stimulant or you give them any kind of stimulant, really, what happens is they their energy field tightens up and all of a sudden that energy is now focused to most most likely one place. That's why anyone with ADHD, they're like, yeah, if I take my Vyvanse or I take my Adderall or I take my whatever, I can get stuff done because they have so much energy and they've now been given a passive or mechanical way to channel their energy without having to bring thought to it. And I don't blame them. Like, of course, people with ADHD, they want to do good work in the world. So why, you know, I don't want to condemn medication because I'm the first to write a prescription. I have plenty of clients on it, but we're also working on their GABA receptors, their hormones, their gut health, their energy and trauma healing to allow them the opportunity if they wish to get off of the stimulants because the stimulants as children usually prevent their growth and can have some other, you know, um, the quality of their bones and, and impediments on their growth. But as adults, most adults with that are on stimulants for ADHD are facing their way into hormone decline, adrenal fatigue. It's some serious stuff. And if you want other options, I'm here to provide them for you. So medication-based treatment for ADHD looks like stimulants, non-stimulants, antidepressants are super common. If they don't channel, if they don't give you a stimulant to focus up your energy in one place, they might give you an antidepressant, which is going to essentially mask, yield, shield your energy. So you feel a little bit less and maybe you can concentrate that way. Non-medication-based therapies um, that are offered behavior therapy, psychotherapy, social skill training, and support groups. I'm not so convinced that any of those are the best option if you're looking for another alternative. Now, if they are working for you, I support you a hundred percent. And so in adulthood, so when children with ADHD, you know, we're seeing the school failure, underachievement, they're really busy, they're talkative, they're distractive, which if it doesn't get addressed, it can go into adulthood. And some parents I have worked with, I'm like, you know what, your kiddo might not be ready to really heal and go after this until they're a teen or young adult and they have a conscious say in what they want for their life. Right. So sometimes parents, you know, you're doing what you can with either medications or other therapies to get your child through. And I understand that ADHD and childhood can look like injuries, which can result in like later in life. If it's not healed, risk-taking behavior, we can have drug experimentation leading to drug dependence and adulthood or just dependence on, on pharmaceutical drugs, right? We have oppositional defiant disorder, um, or just like, I'm not going to listen to you in childhood. That's leading to some pretty serious, um, run-ins with the law as adults. And then in childhood, if a, a child's not able to meet a milestone or a mile marker or a goal or something in school, that often carries with them and they're feeling hopeless, frustrated, and just overall resignation in adulthood. So it's so important if you have these tools and you understand this now from this podcast that you can bring it to your child, bring it to a loved one, or understand yourself if you have ADHD that you're, you're not broken. There's nothing here to fix about you. You just have to understand yourself and understand the gifts you've been given and also like how to work with this physical body that might have ADHD going on. 
Hey, sorry to interrupt, but stay with me here for a minute. I want to tell you about the most miraculous healing device I've used to leave chronic illness behind and become a modern day, real life energizer bunny. It's true. You've heard my podcast. You know, I can talk forever. First to give you this information. I want you to think of your body like one giant solar panel. You know, the one that sits on rooftops and turns sun into energy inside the home. Our bodies are basically the same thing whether that's from the sun or healing infrared. By exposing our skin to sunlight, 7-dehydrocholesterol in the skin absorbs the UV light and is converted to pre-vitamin D, which in turn changed right into vitamin D and is used by the entire body for inflammation. The systemic effects from red and infrared light are similar as the area of your body receiving the light can impact other areas in the entire body. This is where the solar panel analogy comes through. Research suggests this may result in more soluble mediators such as endorphins, serotonin, and increased ATP production in mitochondria. What does that even mean? Your body is going to feel hella good with infrared light, I promise. Infrared has been the second best thing next to food to heal my chronic conditions. You can click on the infrared link in the show notes to see my face riddled with eczema from my collarbone to my forehead. And these infrared devices literally helped me melt the condition away when I was healing with nutrition. I would wake up cracked, bleeding, oozing. I couldn't even smile. I couldn't move my face, but thank God for infrared as I was using the only thing that I found that could help heal my eczema, reduce my fatigue and flush out inflammation. So I could be here with you sharing the good news about how your body can heal today. Infrared therapy is so great in the winter months or when you're working during the day and your body is craving the sun. You can set up your device, your red light device next to your desk. You can lay on a bio mat while you work, or you can hop in the sauna for a quick lunch break. You can have all of these devices in your home at an affordable price. So infrared light can also increase your energy, soothe eczema, psoriasis, and wounds, uplift seasonal depression, and reduce painful inflammation. The list literally goes on. We don't have enough time. And I want to tell you this winter when my Juve red light device came in the mail, I set it up on my Fi mat, my bio mat, and I laid there with all of this infrared and light going across my upper body. And I laid there for a good 30 minutes until Jeff was like, hey, it's time to go to dinner. And the funny thing is, it was like every mitochondria inside every single cell in my whole body was like, stay. I literally could not get up because this is what my body had been craving for so long. Needless to say, we were late for dinner that evening. So Juve Red Light Therapy even has a traveler mini device for localized treatment and that is super affordable for your budget. One thing I know for sure, you will feel better under any sort of infrared light, whether that's a biomat, a red light device, a sauna, and you will not regret this investment for your health and healing. So check out the link in the show notes to explore all the devices I mentioned. You can use code your body can heal for $50 off a red light device or receive up to $600 off any sunlight and sauna just by using the link. So choose one, two, all three of these devices and move the needle forward for your health and healing so you can get to an abundant state of vitality. Now back to this juicy episode. Okay, so four key healing considerations for ADHD. Now, everyone is so biochemically unique and individual. I'm going to give general recommendations. And then of course, please set up 
a discovery call or a one-on-one with me or something if you feel like you want a little more personalized support because these are general across-the-board recommendations. Some people might have two of the four at play. Some people might have four of the four. Some people it's just one of the four at play before they see extreme resolution in their ADHD. I will tell you personally, maybe I'll talk about this as I go along, what I see in myself with ADHD now that my body's in a good place. It's mostly now energetic for me completely when I even notice that I have it. Okay. So four key healing considerations for ADHD. Number one, your brain needs more glucose and GABA. So if our brain is not getting the glucose it needs, the signal doesn't fire between hemispheres. It doesn't fire back and forth. Our brain runs on sugar but not your cookies, not your candies, not your cakes, not your little Debbies. Your brain runs on fruit, runs on dates, runs on honey, maple syrup, sweet potatoes. That's why kids oftentimes with ADHD, ADD, um, well adults, and then autism, they're like, my kid just wants fruit or they just want sugar because they have this drive from their body of, I need sugar for my brain to work. And then GABA, GABA helps us feel calm, helps us feel settled and foods. A lot, oftentimes people with ADHD are really deficient. Their diet isn't what it should be. It's like lower carb, higher protein. Maybe it's more keto because some expert told them to do that and it's not working out for them. Shocker for the long term. but fruits, veggies, potatoes, cacao, beans, a lot of these foods help increase GABA production, which is going to help your brain feel more calm and more regulated. Number two, your brain needs less heavy metals and toxins in the body. So when there's inflammation in the brain, it's going to block hormone receptors, progesterone, especially for women. If you notice like maybe one part of your cycle, either around ovulation or right before your period, you're noticing, whoa, my anxiety, my ADHD is really bad because your brain is likely inflamed from, or the gut brain connection, there's an inflammation that's blocking the hormone receptors, or you might just be flat out really, really low in your progesterone and progesterone hits GABA receptors in the brain. So it has that calming, it has that streamlined, it has that, that neutral effect on your energy. And so for men, men don't carry as much progesterone, obviously they don't have the ovaries in the uterus that make it, but um, their testosterone is very, very calming. So if they're dealing with hormone decline in their testosterone, they're also going to be feeling the same effect. Um, and whether that's an inflammation issue, when I said your brain needs less heavy metals and toxins, if your body has a lot of toxicity and you haven't done some really deep cleansing work with a the practitioner, then it can happen that, you know, the inflammation is blocking. Maybe your body's pumping out the hormones, but they're not getting on the receptor sites because of the inflammation there. Does that make sense? I hope so. Clear as mud. Cool. Moving on. Number three, for the key healing consideration for ADHD, your brain wants to release trapped trauma. If you're like, what in the world do you even mean? Your brain wants to release trapped trauma. So what does that look like? This is the part as an adult that I can, on the shadow side of having ADHD, maybe not even the shadow, but the... I'm going to talk about our gifts here in a second, but when I say our brain wants to release trap trauma, our brain, our body, our nervous system is like a circuit board, right? And when we go through a stressful event, a trauma can be stubbing your toe. 
A trauma can be being humiliated in front of your whole class. A trauma can be a heartbreak, a grief, a loss. When there is a trauma that is too intense for the physical body to fully feel at the time, right? And if you have ADHD, you're probably very highly sensitive too. Congratulations. If it's too intense for the body to physically feel at one time, that it's like a breaker flipping. Imagine if you have your hairdryer, your fan, and your, um, I don't know, something else plugged in in your room and the breaker flips. There was too much stimulus. It was too much power running through it once. There was too much energy. So if you have too much stimulus, too much energy running through your body, your circuit board, your brain, your nervous system is going to flip. It's going to store that experience in the brain and the nervous system somewhere. And ADHD, watch this in yourself or watch this in someone you love, is literally the brain trying to bounce around the stored trauma. People who have a lot of stored energy in their body, you can call it energy too. If trauma creates like a charge or like a, maybe it seems too intense to call it trauma. Uh, maybe it just seems a little weird to call it trauma. Maybe you're like, I haven't been through anything in my awareness that was really hard and painful. And so maybe stored energy is something easier, right? The stored energy is like what our system is trying to get around at all times. And that can look like avoiding empty presence. So busyness is a huge one. I got to be productive. I got to be busy or I got to be talking to someone. I got to be this. Because when you slow down, oh, here comes, here comes those feelings. And it's also the same with the risk-taking behavior in adults, right? And child, so there's a big debate on this. I won't get too much into on this show with So then children, are they avoiding their trauma potentially, but also we know from really brilliant studies like the cherry blossom study that, that energy traumas passed down generationally. They shocked grandma rats feet, gave them the smell of cherry blossoms, didn't shock the rats again. And then subsequent mother and granddaughter generations, the granddaughter rat smelled cherry blossoms and elicited a fear response. We know that there's things passed down in ourselves. So I'm not here to make sense of what's going on with a child because eventually they're going to grow up. And if it doesn't, if it's, if the children are treated physically and chemically and it doesn't heal, then it is energetic, right? And no child has a completely perfect world. We're on planet earth. There's things going on that might be too much for their system. And that circuit can be flipping and they can be storing energy. So as an adult, avoiding slowness, stillness, quiet feeling is a really large protection mechanism that is manifesting as ADHD. That is ADHD, right? And then also risk taking behavior or seeking a high, whether it's like this person just loves roller coasters and wants to go over all the time, or they're often, there's often infidelity in the relationship from this one person or drugs and alcohol or gambling or just any kind of risk taking. It doesn't have to be even to the extremes. It can be really subtle, right? They just like, sometimes, I don't know, they were like putting up the Christmas lights and thought it'd be fun to jump off the ladder. Just things that don't make a lot of sense but there's an there's an inner mechanism being like feel adrenaline feel a surge so you don't have to feel what's underneath of here and no human wants to go in and feel their pain some humans will say okay i do want my life my quality of life to improve i do want to make relationships better i do want to be more focused in my work i do want to feel more grounded and connected in my daily life what do i got to do And that is when I recommend a subconscious healing approach over a 
conscious healing. I was just talking with a client about this the other day and I will do a podcast, but I'm actually going to ask one of my uh, mentors who's a therapist and also now does, you could call it energy healing, but it's so much greater what her work is. She's She's gone from conscious-based talk therapy in her work over the years to solely subconscious energetic spiritual soul level healing and, and seeing the effects. Now, what I told my client, she's like, what do you think of talk therapy? She's like, I've been in it for two years and I don't know. I was like, okay, you're probably asking this question because you've probably received the benefits. Talk therapy is great because you're going to be able to have someone near you, have someone hold space, bring awareness and, and conclusions to your own thoughts, but you will get to a point in your healing where talk therapy will only start to rev up the engine and will never take you where you need to go right? Because the best talk therapists I know, they're also doing like ketamine therapy or they're doing plant medicine with their work, or they're doing EMDR, or they're doing neurofeedback, or they're doing their energy healing certified through my program, whatever it may be, they're offering a subconscious healing outlet. And that is where you will get to the place in your healing where you're like, okay, I'm feeling this distracted feeling. I was at dance class the other night and I had something, just a a loop in my mind, something I was trying to solve that if you traced it down, why was I worried or anxious about this thing? If you trace it down, it's because of things still living in my body that I'm working on healing. And I like could not get in with the, the, the choreography. Like it was one of those nights that I just like, I was picking up some of it, not all of it. And if I took that situation clinically to a doctor, they'd be like, Oh, we probably have ADHD. Let's just give you this. No, I was working through a loop. There was an energy running a program in my body that was distracting me, right? From paying attention to what was at hand and being present and in in that moment. Super, super common with people with ADHD. Time blindness as well can be a big one. And time blindness can come from just feeling distracted, feeling the nervous system, just an overdrive. It also can be sometimes people with ADHD when they get into a settled flow state, it's like they have trouble coming out of it because they don't get that very often. I can feel like people nodding their heads um, that are listening to this. So a subconscious healing method. And if you're not feeling like when you do these sessions or you go to these groups or you're sitting with plant medicine or going on these retreats or whatever it is, you find your modality that works for you, right? If you're not feeling, it has to be subconscious based because that's 90% or more of your programming. Your conscious mind is the, some experts say 10%, some experts say 1%. So you're going to reach your threshold there. And the conscious talk therapy, the subconscious healing, if you're not feeling like after you do a session or some work, maybe not every single time, but every other time, every three times you do something, like your world is really shifting. You're having epiphanies. You're maybe having a, a physical response. You're feeling hot and cold. You're crying you're sweating, you're purging, whatever it may be. Those are the visceral cleansings and clearings from the body that we're looking for to help ADHD. And even if there's no, if you don't need any nutritional, chemical, hormonal help from me, energy healing, you can always reach out for us to chat one-on-one or in the group programs to get you immersed in that work because people have been doing the antidepressants, the stimulants, the talk therapy, all the things for years and feel like there's something innately wrong with them. And then they come across energy healing or they're in our programs, they're going through this work and they're like, oh, I just had some things to clear. I'm actually not broken. Okay. Number four to four 
key healing considerations for ADHD. This one is my favorite. If you have ADHD, what you need to know about your brain is that your brain essentially think of ADHD. It stands for your brain's attention is dialed into a higher dimension. What do I mean by this? If you have ADHD, you have gifts and they're meant to be channeled. So you're not broken. So we don't need to fix you. We just need to learn how to use your energy and attune it. So the best way I can put this is if you feel yourself like daydreaming or having trouble in school, you betcha Albert Einstein had ADHD, you know, because he can pay attention to the regular curriculum and your attention being dialed into this higher dimension. There's a part of you your soul that's really connected with your physical body here on earth. Not everyone. My mentor said it so well the other day. She was like, not everyone is meant to incarnate in this lifetime. And she put words to something that I've experienced. Like some people in this world are really living in their, just the physical body. They're really living in just the physical material world. And they don't have that strong of a connection with the energetic, the spiritual, whatever it is to you, this other unseen world, right? If you have ADHD, you have a strong, strong connection. You're part of your attention, whether you realize it or not, is dialed into a higher dimension. And that might be because you are meant to invent the next Tesla. You have, you're going to run your own company one day. You're going to start these beautiful paintings that are going to change people's lives when they see them on their wall and their, their, their emotions resonate with your artwork. You're going to write songs like Taylor Swift and sing them to millions and millions of people. You're connected and your energy is easily influenced, which can be a good thing and can also be a really challenging thing, right? So your attention, it's dialed into a higher dimension. And the best thing I can say, um, speaking from experience is when you find yourself distracted, it's because likely what you're doing or learning isn't in your highest alignment. But sometimes I remember in nursing school, I didn't understand this about myself then, but I could feel myself just not wanting. And I would, I would coach myself internally. I'd be like, okay, I know this is not what you want to learn about. I know this is not what you want to be doing, but can you just give me 30 minutes and then I'll let you go play. I was like a kid at at recess. I still am. And when I sit down and do my work, if it's something I'm just like, if I'm in creative flow, my ADHD goes away. If I'm in tasky, um, very like linear work that I really don't want to be doing one business owners. That's a, that's an opportunity to delegate that your ADHD will talk to you very clearly to help you systematize your business. But also that's, that kind of work doesn't light me up and I know it's not best use of my energy. So if I have to do it, if I have to be the one to do it, I'm going to set little tiny timers for me to get stuff done. Because if you give me, it's Parkinson's law, like the task is going to expand to the amount of time you give it. So if I'm like, Oh, for two hours, I'm going to sit down and work on this podcast. No, I have to put in my calendar. You have 20 minutes to prep it and you have 45 minutes to record it. And I've scheduled something right after it. Like I literally have a client waiting for me in 15, 20 minutes when I get done recording this, because I know if I don't have that kind of structure set up for me, my brain is just going to, I'm going to lose focus. I'm going to start doing something else. I'm going to do three things at once. I'm not going to have the motivation. People with ADHD, they're very dopamine dependent and reward dependent. We like a carrot on a string at all times. So if you can find little rewards for yourself, if you can find goals that are tangible and concrete and small steps along the way, or just a little pressure, put some things in your schedule. I am a much more happier, productive, efficient person when I have a busy schedule 
because not because I believe in productivity and busyness, but because it keeps me on task. And then when I'm not busy, I can completely shut off and be in flow. And that also helps the brain. If you have ADHD and your brain's always, always, always on, 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 doing, 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 you're going to burn out and you're going to be able to focus on anything. So you need to have that balance of that, of that reward and of that, and on those little breaks and not pushing too much into a day. Cause remember you have a lot of energy and awareness moving through you, but part of your invitation is to learn how to channel it. Now this is, this is number four for a reason, because first let's go through these steps again. You might need to visit these first three steps before you can even start to comprehend some of these things in number four. So number one, your brain needs more glucose and more GABA. So how's your diet? How's your gut health? How are your hormones? Like bare bones, building blocks, basics. Like, like, do you have food, water, shelter for your brain? Okay. Number two, your brain needs less heavy metals and toxins. So we got to clean it out. So now that you have food, water, shelter for your brain, well, do you have a sweater that's warm and cozy? Do you have a soft pillow to lay on at night? Do you have shoes that support your arches and take you where you need to go? Okay. So second need is met. Number three, your brain wants to release trapped trauma. So now do you have community? Do you have a house that you love? Do you have a pet? Do you have, do you see how I'm building this, this wellness for this hypothetical example person? And number four is like, well, do you have enough money to go travel, do what you want, eat at fancy restaurants, host dinner parties for your friends, and you have a pool in your backyard. If I'm talking, if you feel a little lost on number four, it's because the steps one through three are still available for you. If you're like, why? Imagine for someone who's looking for food and shelter, if you're talking to them about how to build a pool in their backyard, they're going to be like, you don't resonate with me, right? So looking at these foundational steps, and again, this is bio-individual for each person. So likely it's going to take a practitioner to walk your hand, to take your, to walk with you, holding your hand, take you through this process. And perhaps you'll need to try out a couple different practitioners, right? Perhaps you need to learn to listen to this energy flowing through you. That is intuition. That is resonance. Then maybe you go meet with someone for a few times and they're just, you're not feeling that excitement. You're not feeling hopeful. You're not feeling like this is something you can do. Listen to that. ADHD, you're not broken, right? And if it's a loved one, they're not broken either, but it's also not your job to fix them. But you can share with them things that you've known, that you're learning, things that you've known, things that excite you. And every human being, here's a little pro tip if it's for someone you love and you're like, I just can't get them to connect with me. They can't make eye contact. They can't sit down. Oh my gosh, they would never do energy healing. What if it's something fun for them, right? You invite them to an event or on a retreat where this this kind of work is trickled in and they get to experience it in an exciting, stimulating environment. You never know. So some other final tips that I could give you, just some like practical very easy, accessible things. Adaptogens. If you're like, I don't want to take a stimulant, my doctor's prescribing one, or I want to get off mine. Now, if you're weaning, you probably need some support. Um, Some people wean on their own. And if you're successful, sweet. I love that. If you just want a little bit of support while you are staying away from medications at the time, adaptogens, I will link these in the show notes, but I use an everyday adaptogen blend plus rhodiola on the days that ADHD is active. And I give this to my clients in this particular blend and combination when they're weaning and they do really great. And they're like, I really love this. On top of that, if they need a little bit of 
extra boost cacao, the theobromine, I think it's called. If I said it wrong, well, forgive me. But the cacao, raw cacao, it comes in a paste or a powder, and there's a way you can make it with intention and love and have a ceremony with it, either like in the late morning or earlier afternoon, or like whenever you think you need it lunchtime, whenever it fits also into your symptomless healing, I can help you if you're if you're a client on where to put this in your nutrition. And cacao can increase blood flow to the brain and really activate you. So you feel a little bit of that stimulant without the caffeine, without the stimulants that are going to wear down on your adrenals. So cacao can be a helpful tool. Hey there. I hope you are loving this episode. This podcast was created from the place in my heart where I wish for no human to ever have to suffer the incredible difficulties I walked through not having answers on how to heal chronic disease and unrelenting symptoms of autoimmunity in my body for years. If you are struggling with chronic symptoms, I have help for you and it's totally free. If you were a girly girl like me or just have an appreciation for a good smelling home or a face full of pretty makeup, I have created a lifestyle healing guide just for you. Every single product or potion that has helped me heal chronic illness is in this guide. Everything from detox teas, essential oils I swear by, high frequency healing rose bath recipe, home cleaning products and makeup are all in this guide for you. So download the lifestyle healing guide in the show notes. And I also have a ton of free functional and food as medicine resources. People are always asking, Jen, how did you heal your body with food? You can download the meals to heal recipe book, my one day detox guide. And I also have my hormone healing guidebook, just waiting to lead you into living a symptomless life. If I can heal all eight of my autoimmune conditions, so can you. And for the most important part, our emotional and energetic healing needs, you can download my free energy healing audio to clear trap trauma and energy, keeping your nervous system out of healing and stuck in fight or flight. So your body's never recovering. What I want you to hear most from the show is that your body can absolutely heal from autoimmune diseases, chronic illnesses, and I'm here to show you the way. So go to the show notes, check out those free resources and enjoy the rest of this episode. Um, a biomat for grounding practice and healing. I will link my lifestyle guide so you can get a discount on these biomats. You just follow the steps to go look at the options and the discounts will be displayed. And then with the biomat, I sometimes when I'm working with people, I love my work and I feel very blessed at a somewhat young, ripe age to have found my alignment. And it's, even though my work is changing and growing, like I really love what I'm doing. And sometimes I'm so fired up from like recording podcasts, meeting with people, speaking, being one-on-one with clients, doing energy healing. Like when I get home, if I I've learned that sometimes I would use food as grounding and I've really feel like I'm, I'm beyond that step where my physical body's like, it's not actually what I want. I feel overstimulated and I don't know how to calm down. It's like, I just can't get off the, the hamster wheel. It's like my brain. I'm just blah, blah. Like I could work for 10 more hours, but feel totally dead and exhausted at the same time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Biomat. I either lay on it and listen to a meditation, lay on it and play on my phone. If I just am having like, you know, the times you're so overstimulated, you're not going to do a meditation. I lay on the biomat or I get up and do a embodiment dance practice, standing on the biomat, laying on the biomat. Maybe I do some yoga stretches. The biomat is a very grounding frequency and it can knock you out of that pattern physically. And it's wonderful. And then also in the 
in the lifestyle guide, it's paired. You can pair it with a red light therapy and you will feel a huge shift. Or if you have insomnia or you feel like your ADHD prevents you from winding down and going to sleep, oh my goodness, those tools will be huge. Especially if you had cacao and adaptogens in the morning, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. You might be still a little, a little activated before bed. And then also meditation. So this is kind of goes along with that step four, building a pool in your backyard. You might not be there if you're looking for food, water, shelter, going within to see where we avoid the stillness, the slowness because of sadness, because of pain, because of discomfort. And when we meet whatever it is we're avoiding through our busyness, through our distractions, through our ADHD, through our goal seeking, through whatever it is, when we meet that with attention and love and we feel it, did this practice the other night, I noticed a pattern coming up in me and overworking and this busyness. And I'm like, what's there, Jen? I'm laying in bed before I fall asleep and I'm feeling my feelings. I'm crying. And I'm like, oh, this is like so simple, but it's, it's so effective. And the next day I felt like my brain had been rewired. I felt like I just had to plant medicine the night before where you just wake up with that like clear stillness, knowing calmness. Right. And I was like, wow, simply from doing some breathing, laying on my biomat, doing, I guided myself into a meditation. I felt my feelings. I saw what was there behind my activity, behind my symptoms that were ADHD like for the day, for the, for the week. And I felt it and it went away and it was profound and it works. And so just remember that if that part doesn't resonate with you yet at all, it's because, and it's okay, it's not yet available for you. There's still an infarct in the field. There's still a blockage. There's still a wound, whatever you may call it. There's still something there that's preventing you because you need to go through the other steps. But I want to tell you, if you or someone you love are struggling with ADHD, it's not a life sentence. You don't, if you don't want the medications, you don't have to take them forever. This invitation to healing symptoms of ADHD can be one of the most beautiful and profound journeys of your life. If there's any way I can support you, please check out how to get in touch in the show notes. I have lots of free resources in the show notes for your hormones, for if you want to take a hormone quiz and see where you're at, if it's hormonal, if you want to look at recipes, if you just want to get started moving the needle on some clean nutrition, if you want to check out these adaptogens, if you want to learn more about lifestyle tools and techniques, maybe you don't want to touch food or supplements right now. And you want to get into like the biomat and the red light therapy, that lifestyle guide is there for you. And then you can always reach out. And then please, 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 if you have more questions and you're like, I'm not able to access that one-on-one or that small group support with Jen right now, please submit a podcast request form. That is how 50% of our episodes are generated. And I literally take your exact questions. And some of you, I know you. And I know where you're at on your journey and I can speak right to you through the episode. And what's really beautiful, it's going to serve someone else. So please use that podcast topic request form. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. It's amazing. My, my prayer, when I started a blog, like, I don't know, was that five, six years ago, I started a blog. I was like, well, I hope someone reads it. I just don't want someone. I didn't want any woman or man to ever feel alone and lost and in pain without answers. Like I was from someone that I truly felt like got it, that I could trust, that had been through it. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to start a blog, turn into a business, turn into a podcast. And now here you all are. So thank you so much for being a part of this community. I feel your souls. I feel your energy when I'm recording. 
It's like I can look just past my little ring light and see you all there. And it means a lot to me. And please share this episode if it resonates with, with someone who else might need it. And then please, 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 if this show is serving you, if it's inspiring you, if week after week, Hey, you've listened to it for a year and change and you still haven't had the chance to leave a review. It's not too late. You can give it five stars. If that's what feels in alignment, tell us one thing you love about it. And that's going to help this podcast climb the rankings and reach millions of people around the world who need it. So thank you again for being here and we'll see you next week.